Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? This is Christian Brindle. Hope you're having a great, great day. I hope you had a great, great weekend. Today is Monday. And I believe it's the last Monday we have in the month of August. So the month has just flown by. And like I said, I hope you had a great weekend. This is the Everything Medicare podcast. My name is Christian Brindle, for those of you who aren't familiar with me, where every single week I bring you a podcast where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. And before I jump into this week's episode, episode 88, I want to quickly bring some news for you, and that is about a month ago, maybe a little bit longer, we started putting these episodes up on YouTube in a video format. Basically, all they've been is just the audio with a background of the podcast logo as the picture, Um, and the benefit to them is that we've been able to cut the ads out of it at the beginning and in the middle of some of the episodes And mainly the reason why we did that was because the sponsors are not paying us to advertise them on YouTube. It's basically just free advertising for them at this point. So we cut their ad out of it. And so some people have been going and listening to the podcast on YouTube. For me personally, I don't care where you listen to it from, as long as you're listening to it. I mean, right now the podcast is is broadcast on multiple different platforms, about 10 to 15 Last time I checked, you know, we're on Spotify, Google Cast, Apple Podcast, um, CastBox, and I could go on Anchor, of course, and I can go on and on and on and on. But we're changing up the format a little bit. This, the audio is still going to be coming. If you listen to the audio week after week, the audio will still be coming the same way that it always has. But for those of you who watch the podcast or listen to it on YouTube, we're going to be shooting video of the podcast starting very soon in the next week to two weeks. So expect if you're watching it on YouTube, there's going to be video of of me doing the podcast instead of just the audio being up on YouTube. So we're going to be bringing the podcast in the form of video And we're going to be bringing the podcast to you in the form of audio, but that's no different in what we've always done. So keep in mind for that, watch for that. The podcast will go continue to be going up on YouTube as the audio until we get this completely figured out. But if it's not this upcoming week, it's going to be the next week that we're going to be doing this. Also on Wednesday, I'm going to be talking with Eric Fiaro, who runs a Medicare um, call center where they just work with people all over the country. And I'm really, really excited to talk to Eric. And Eric is also someone that works with a lot of agents and, you know, knows, knows what it takes for someone to actually effectively help somebody with their Medicare. And so I'm very, very excited to talk to Eric. That will be an interview we're doing on 
Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that. So today we're talking about agents. And we've talked a whole lot on this podcast, for those of you who've been listening from the very beginning, about agents, okay? Some of you might be sick of me talking about agents, but I think this is a very, very valid and valuable topic. It's something that I briefly discussed on a YouTube video we did last week, but I wanted to dedicate an entire podcast to talk about it so that way I could tell you all of my thoughts about it. And that is why your Medicare agent should act like a stockbroker. Let me explain. Now, the first thing you might think of when you think of the word stockbroker is snake oil salesman, um, car salesman, you know, slimy salesperson, scammer, cheapskate. Uh, You might have all these negative connotations because there's been so many publicized cases of bad stockbrokers. I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking about the Jordan Belforts of the world and, you know, corrupt brokers on Wall Street or anything like that. What I'm talking about, and they do exist, is a good stockbroker to where basically, you know, you, you give them an investment they take the money and they're honestly going about it while trying to make you money. Because a good stockbroker, a stockbroker that has a brain, a lot of them don't have a brain, their intention is to make you money because if you make money, the bigger profit you make, they'll make money. Okay? They'll make more money because you'll have repeat business, you'll recommend people to them. A good stockbroker is going to understand that. And the only purpose of a stockbroker, folks, is to make you money. Okay. There's there's no other purpose. And so a good stockbroker understands that if you're not doing that and you're just basically screwing your clients and customers, especially today in the age of social media, you're not going to be able to hide very well. Word will get out, nobody will want to work with you. You're screwed. Okay? Especially with all the updated regulation and things like that. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there's not still bad stockbrokers out there because I'm sure that there are. I'm sure that there are, and I'm not saying that you should be, you know, throwing your money into the hands of a stockbroker. Don't misinterpret what I'm saying. What I'm saying is a good stockbroker, a stockbroker that's doing what they're supposed to be doing, and they do exist. You just don't hear about them that much because it's not a sexy topic to make a movie about or, you know, make an article about to make people upra- um, outraged, excuse me. But there are, there are good stockbrokers out there. And a good stockbroker's job is to take your money, look at the stocks, watch the stocks, put your money in stocks that are going to pay you know, a good dividend or stocks that, that are likely to, to raise in stock price. And a stockbroker is going to do the research for you. That's kind of the idea. They do the research that you might not have time to do. They look into all these companies. They spend all day you know, watching trends and keeping an eye on developments for particular companies. And that's the whole idea of a stockbroker. That's the, that's the allure of putting your money with a stockbroker opposed to just doing it on your own. Now, if any of you are listening are invested in the stock market, you know, me personally, I do it on my own. I don't work with a stockbroker because I enjoy it. You know, it's something that I enjoy 
you know, research. And sometimes I do well, sometimes I don't do well. But, you know, I, I'd rather invest my own money than put it in the hands of somebody else in that regard. But I've known a lot of people that have invested with stockbrokers and they've, it's worked out really well for them. You know, and like I said, not all stockbrokers are good, yada, yada, yada. I digress. A, a Medicare agent should act like a good stockbroker. And there's a lot of similarities if both, if both sides of the penny, the stockbroker and the Medicare broker, are doing what they're supposed to be doing. There's a lot of similarities that you're going to find here. Okay. The similarities you're going to find are... Quite frankly, both sides of the coin are supposed to watch your investment. And don't get it twisted. Insurance is an investment. Medicare plans and premiums are an investment. It's an investment into protecting the greatest asset that you personally have, and that's your well-being. Especially in the health insurance and the Medicare industry, it's protecting your health, your well-being, your health, your body, Making sure that it's taken care of is the greatest in, um, asset that you personally have because nothing else matters. You could have a tremendous net worth. You could have a, the nicest car. You could have a big house. None of it matters if your primary asset is not up to par, and that is your body, your health. And good health insurance keeps up with that because you can get the care you need for certain things. If something goes wrong, you can get it corrected, et cetera, et cetera. So, a Medicare agent, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, is they do what you might not have the time to do, or you might not know where to look to do, or you might not have the understanding to do, or the experience to do. I said in a YouTube video, and I know a lot of you watched it um, about a week or two ago, maybe it was about two or three weeks ago, I, I, I couldn't tell you exactly when I did it, but... I talked about what people should look for in a Medicare agent and why it's so dangerous to work with a, a newer agent, you know, even if they have the best intentions involved. They might be a great agent someday, but it doesn't necessarily mean they are right then and there. And the last thing you want to do when you're working with a Medicare agent on your plan is you don't want to go through growing pains with this agent because they have to go through these growing pains in order for them to grow up as an agent, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to do things wrong. That's how people learn. That's how you learn doing anything in life. Let's, 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 be, let's be frank about this. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not criticizing them for having to go through that because I had to go through it. Everybody had to go through it. I made mistakes early on in my career. But if I was making a recommendation to somebody that, you know, what to look for in a new agent, if you can help it, you probably don't want to work with a new agent. It's better off for you to work with someone that knows their stuff, that knows what they're doing, that's seen trends, that, that, that's experienced rate increases, that has seen Medicare Advantage companies pull out of markets that's worked with a particular market for some time. That's a good thing to have in your corner. You don't want someone that just jumped into it two weeks ago and they're just learning on the fly. No! No, no, no! So, a good agent is supposed to look at trends, especially with the Medicare supplements. A good agent is supposed to recommend a Medicare supplement, not just on what the price is going to be when you sign up. When I say Medicare supplement or Medigap, I mean your alphabet letter plans, plan F, G, N, M, K, L, etc. It's, it's, 
if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, I've beat it into the ground that Medicare supplements raise their rates every year as you get older. And they do it for a number of reasons. If you'd like to know why Medicare supplements raise your price, if this is your first time listening, go back and listen to my podcast. It's a, it's, it's a couple of episodes ago. I did it fairly recently, I believe, about why Medicare supplements raise their rates. I can't talk about everything on every single podcast just for the sake of time, folks. I'd have a freaking eight-hour podcast every week if I went over everything. But Medicare supplements raise their rates every year as you get older. It's not just the price you pay starting out. Medicare supplements also are standardized, meaning that every single company that has, let's say, a Plan G or a Plan N, the the benefits are going to be identical across the board with every single company. So every G is going to be the same as every other G, and every Plan N is going to be the same as every other Plan N as far as benefits. The only difference is what the insurance company wants to charge in monthly premium and what the insurance company wants to do as far as rate increases going forward. And there's no schedule to know exactly what the rate increases are going to be. They, they vary on a lot of different aspects. But you can get an idea of a ballpark number and a ballpark figure as far as rate increases are concerned. And, you know, sometimes they change if the insurance company goes through a big change. But sometimes they don't, you know. Like if the insurance company's been doing Medicare supplement plans for 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years in some cases... They have a very, very consistent history as far as the rate increases are concerned. So the way that a Medicare agent is similar to a stockbroker, number one, is they're looking at primarily rate increases. And they're making a recommendation for you not just to get a good price the first year, but to be able to keep your rate increases down going forward from year to year. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, why can't I just change my plan to another insurance company if the rate increases get too high with one particular company? Why can't I just take the cheapest one and then change year in and year out? You could if you're healthy because what you need to understand is with Medicare supplements, the first time you get on a Medicare supplement, you're in your open to Medicare window. The first time you get on Medicare, I should say, whether you, whether you age in at 65 or whether you take it later due to working and postponing your Medicare you are in your open to Medicare window. You can get any type of plan you want with any type of insurance company you want without any health questions or without any underwriting. But once you're outside of that window, let's say a year down the road or two years or three years or, you know, and so on and so forth, you are in a situation where the new insurance company can ask you health questions and typically they all do this. And put you through underwriting. And if you don't pass their criteria, they don't have to take you. So if your health goes south, you could potentially be stuck on that plan. And when you're 65 and up, folks, you have to take this stuff into consideration, no matter how healthy you are. You have to plan for if the worst case scenario would happen if you were stuck on that plan. Now, if you don't end up stuck on that plan and you want to change it down the road, great. That's fantastic. But you want to prepare as if that the worst case scenario might happen. So it's about the rate increases going forward. Let's say, worst case scenario, hypothetically speaking, you're in a situation where you've developed a medical condition that nobody will take. I did a podcast a couple of episodes back about cancer policies, and I went over a statistic that said that I recently discovered one out of four people will experience some type of cancer in their lifetime. Well, that, makes it, that eliminates 90% of the Medicare supplement companies right there if you have cancer in the last couple of years. So... 
you need to take these things in consideration and you need to take them seriously. So a good agent looks at the trends. They don't just recommend the cheapest plan. That's a rookie mistake. That's an irresponsible agent because he's not taking the best and the, the best and most um, credible information and putting it into his equation when he's making a recommendation. I look at, I want you to have a, a, a good price now, the best possible price now, but with a credible insurance company. So you might pay 5 or $10 more a month to have that. But we want to have a less than 10% rate increase average. Typically, if we can help it, less than 5 but sometimes it's unrealistic. At the very worst case scenario, we want less than 10 as an average over the past 5 to 10 years. And that will give us a very good indication of what we're going to be going forward. Stay with me into segment two. We'll talk more about how a Medicare agent should operate like a good stockbroker. Don't go anywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, folks. This is segment two, episode 88, Everything Medicare Podcast, Christian Brindle. Today we're talking about stockbrokers and why you should want an agent, a Medicare agent, a Medicare broker that operates like a good stockbroker. I want to emphasize that word, good, because all, it seems like all you ever hear about it with stockbrokers is bad ones, crooks, criminals, Wall Street. I get it. You're missing my point. You're missing my analogy if you're just jumping to that. A good stockbroker, in theory, is supposed to take your money, invest your money, and watch trends. A good Medicare agent should do the same thing. Watch trends. If you have a Medicare supplement, like I talked about in segment one, you want one that's going to be looking at the, 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 the past five to ten years for a particular company, for a particular plan, look at the rate increases, get an indication of what a ballpark figure will be going forward. Okay, so Medicare supplements. What about Medicare Advantage plans? Well, a good Medicare agent should be watching trends and changes. Medicare Advantage plans change rapidly, or they can from year to year. A good Medicare agent should be keeping up on those changes with you. My office particularly, and it's a big job, but we do it, every single October, we actually reach out to every single client of ours that has a Medicare Advantage plan to touch base on the changes. Because with Medicare Advantage plans, they make changes every year. They announce these changes in October, October 1 to be specific, and the changes will take effect January 1st of the next year. You can make changes from October 15th through December 7th. That's the annual election period, or AEP for short. It's basically when you can jump around. If you don't like your changes, or maybe you haven't liked your plan throughout the year, whatever. But Medicare Advantage plans change dramatically. Even if your plan doesn't change dramatically, there's new plans coming into the market all the time that might be a better fit for you than your current plan. A good Medicare agent will reach out to you every year to touch base with you on these changes. What we do is we actually 
talk with every single client we have on the phone or we attempt to and specifically talk about their, 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 the market for next year and specifically talk about if there's any plans that are better and specifically run their prescription drugs and make sure they're still the best fit. I mean, that's what we do. We work really hard in October and it, ta- and it takes a lot of resources for us to do this, but we do it. We do it. I've never met another insurance agency or brokerage that does what we do for people. Usually they just send a letter, say, hey, if you want to talk, call me. We don't do that. Now with Medicare supplements, we don't do this because Medicare supplements don't change at all during the enrollment period. They never change in benefits. They just, throughout the year, the rates can go up. We keep an eye on it when it happens. And You know, if there's a better plan to be had, we reach out to them at that point. With Medicare supplements and Medigaps, folks, you can change those plans year-round. They're month-to-month. They have nothing to do with the enrollment period unless you're going from a supplement to an Advantage plan, but we still send letters to our Medicare supplement clients. It's just not as apparent for them because they don't have their medical benefits changing dramatically. They don't have networks on where they can go to change dramatically because Medicare supplements don't have networks of hospitals and doctors. As long as the doctor takes Medicare, they will also take your supplement. Advantage plans, on the other hand, have networks that are ever-changing. I mean, every single piece, every single working part of an Advantage plan changes during the AEP every single year. So that's why we do that. So a good agent, like a stockbroker, should be watching the changes in the market and keeping you informed, keeping you posted. Just like a good stockbroker would say, "Um, hey, Johnny, if that's your name, we need to be moving your money from stock A to stock B because stock A, you know, their CEO just is involved in a scandal. Stock B looks very, very undervalued and this is why and blah, blah, blah. And they keep you informed. That's what a good Medicare broker should be doing as well. Keeping you informed. Keeping you informed. Hey, Johnny, um, your current plan, you know, has this great benefit that you use, you use all the time. I know you do. They're completely getting rid of it next year. This new plan's going to have it, and it's, next year it's going to be better than your current plan was in this particular benefit. Why don't we look at this? See the similarities? Keeping you informed on changes. And making changes when changes need to be made. And I hate to break it to you folks. Most insurance agents, most brokers, not just in the Medicare world, but in all lines of insurance, auto and home, financial planners, life insurance agents, although that really doesn't, I mean, you really don't need that much follow up with that one because life insurance policies don't change. And you're typically going to find a better program as you get older because it costs more as you get older, but that's, that might be a poor example. But you get my point. In all lines of insurance, there's just no customer communication with, from the agents. And most agents don't do what I'm describing. Most don't. Depending on your source, depending on where you read, anywhere between 88% and maybe 95% of agents, you're going to find anywhere between those, those numbers depending on where you look. The most common number is you see that 92% of people that work as a Medicare agent or an insurance agent in general 
don't last longer than three years. And that's why. Because for them to make it in this business, it's got to be people, it's got to be worth it for people to, to, to work with them on their plans. People, you know, they have to be available for folks. Most agents don't return calls. They, they just have the attitude that once they do a plan for you, they are done. They have no need for you anymore. They got their objective. And they don't understand that it's that continued service that makes all the difference. That makes, that makes them valuable to you. You know? We get that. I get that. A lot, there's a lot of people in this industry that do get that too. But there's probably infinitely more that don't get that. So, I encourage you. Take what we talked about today and compare it with what your broker does, your agent does. Make sure that you have an agent that's doing what I'm describing. It'll make the world of difference, I promise. Because you never want to be that person that's on either a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan. And with the Medicare supplement, the rate goes up and 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 it's just shooting up. And, you know, it just trickles up and up and up and up and up. Before you know it, you're paying double what you could be paying with another very good insurance company for the same coverage. I see that all the time. People keep a plan for 20 years and it's never revisited with them. That agent never bothers. With Medicare Advantage plan, same thing. It was great when they picked it up five years ago, but going through five years of change, it's like not even close to the same plan anymore. It's like a completely different plan at this point. They never had it compared. You don't want to be that person, and there's so many of those people floating around. Stay with me into segment three. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, folks, to our third and final segment of this week's Everything Medicare podcast. I hope what I said makes sense to you today. I hope it, you kind of get an indication of what you should value and what you should expect out of your, your agent and your broker with anything, really. I don't th- I'm not saying this just about Medicare. This is something that I think is really important in general. You know, Because what most people don't understand, folks, is when in most situations... Unless you're working with an agent that's maybe, you know, a captive agent, an agent that, you know, is an employee of that particular insurance company that you get your coverage through. And there's a lot of that going on. I've shared my thoughts about that quite a bit on this podcast as well. So I will, I will restrain. But most, and other than a situation like that, the, the agent that you're working with, as long as they stay in the business... You know, and, you know, there's a lot of that going on, too, about them exiting the business. So, you know, if they exit the business, then you're kind of on an island at that point. You're on your own. But assuming the agent stays in the business, even if they don't take care of you, they're getting compensated every month as if they were doing so. It's not just being there. It's not just being available. It's making sure you're up to date on changes. So think about it, keep it in your mind, make sure that you're aware of what you should be expecting and having the expectation of your agent. It might be hard to find a person like that. 
that does all the things I'm describing. I just compare everybody with us and me and what we do here at my office. You know, um, I personally have a, a 24-hour response guaranteed to anybody that tries to try to get a hold of me, whether they leave a message at our office for me if they can't get me, whether they shoot me a text message. My, my clients have my cell phone number. I try not to just give it out, though, because then everyone on earth would be calling me um, or texting me, and I just I only have time for people that have a policy through me and my organization. Um, we just, we have, we have a, we have an obligation to those people. And, you know, if everyone on earth, <laughs> every, I, I, I'm exaggerating, but if everybody, if everybody on Medicare was getting a hold of me, whether they had a plan or not on my cell phone, it'd just be overwhelming too much for me. Um, but 24-hour response guarantee, whether they email me, text me, call me, I'm very accessible, very reachable. Um, Am I always the person looking up the answer for them? No. You know, sometimes some of our staff members are doing that. But the answer gets got, and we, we, we figure things out for people. You know, we get things done, we get things handled, we get problems put, you know, fixed, we get fires put out. And that is what a good agency and agent should be doing. Being the middleman, getting in the trenches for you so you don't have to. As much as they're able to. I mean, there's some things that, legally speaking, an agent can't do for you. I'm not saying that an agent should be able to do everything for you all the time, but there's so many things that they can help with that you just don't aren't aware of because your current agent doesn't offer <laughs> or they're not willing to. So I hope, I hope that um, you took something from this episode. As always, folks, thank you so much for listening um, I can't believe we're, we're closing in fast on 100 episodes. Last week was the first week that we started out on this three-episode-per-week tear, and I'm really, really excited about it. We got a lot of great responses from you, the audience, about this. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you're liking it. And we're going to continue to do it for the foreseeable future. So our schedule is Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday that we intend on bringing you episodes, even during the enrollment period. <laughs> that's going to be very hard for us to do because during the enrollment period, you know, we're Medicare office. That's really all we do here. We do life insurance too, but, you know, Medicare is our specialty. It's our bread and butter. It's what we're great at. And so during the Medicare open season in October, it's basically like we were a tax office. We're just swamped, swarmed. But we're going to continue to do everything in our power to bring you those three episodes a week. I have every intention on doing it. I've already figured out some some ways and how we can, you know, fit the time in. So for the foreseeable future, we're planning on bringing you three episodes. And I hope you enjoy it. I really do. I hope you like it. As always, folks, if if you enjoyed this episode and you want to help us reach more people, if you're listening to us on a platform that allows you to do so, please give us a, a five-star review. Write something nice about what you've enjoyed about the podcast. It helps us reach more people. There is not another, there's not another podcast on the internet today that brings you as much Medicare information as I do. And we do here at the Everything Medicare podcast. It's just not, you know. Um, every other Medicare podcast you see, you know, they uploaded 
They upload once a month. They bring you one podcast a month and they don't even tell you that much. It's, it's, it's bogus. It's crap. And I'm at war with those podcasts because we want to bring you information every couple of days. Nobody can do what we're doing. Nobody. They don't value their audience like we value you. Um, we don't charge anything to do this. We're just giving you content three times a week. Nobody else is doing that. So help us reach more people. And you can do that by leaving us a review, show, um, sharing this link to this podcast on your favorite social media. It helps us out a lot. I really, really appreciate you. Stay tuned for our episode on Wednesday where I will be interviewing Eric Fiaro. And um, really excited about it. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.